26 away from 7 o'clock here on SENZ. It is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Time for sports headlines now. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. And yeah, as Izzy mentioned, Jamie Joseph is back. There's a major coup for the Highlanders. He has come in on a four-year deal. There's a broad new role that will see him oversee recruitment, retention and mentoring. Joseph will start in February after his Rugby World Cup commitments with Japan. Clark Dermody remains as head coach. Uh, came out of the blue, that one. Yeah. Great move. It is such a good move for the Hollanders. It is so good. Retention, recruitment, like that is their biggest struggle at the moment is trying to encourage entice players to go to the deep south. Jamie Joseph has won the only title as a coach for the Hollanders. He knows what it takes to get the right mix. Mate, that is a, such a good move for the Hollanders. And he spoke about his disappointment I'm missing out on the All Blacks role as well. There was an article on stuff, and I read that. And mate, four years—it's enough time for them to build something and uh, get back into winning ways. Yeah, it awesome. seems like that, that that new leadership group or new ownership group that the Highlanders have got uh, doing some doing some really good things, making some very good moves. Yeah, that's like as he said, you know, like you go back to what you know, and you get that IP coming back in, in a different role. That's a, that, we talked about that last week about no, uh, Nolan Dame Knowles, you know, mm. coming out of the netball. That's the sort of mm. stuff that you need to progress to, as opposed to just chopping the legs off and saying get out, like. Get it back. Get it back in there. They know what they do. They've way. You got to think about Jamie Joseph. Way more experienced now. You know, missed the All Black job. I reckon by a pinch, and now they've yeah. got him down there, um, resetting the club. I think. I think it's a great move. Absolutely great move. And great for New Zealand rugby too. You mm. get him back in the system. Yep. And then potentially in a few more years, you know, he's buying his time, waiting his time. He might take over the All Blacks, which will be fine. Just quickly before you move on there, Rick mm. Dog. Jamie Joseph, Tony Brown. Jamie Joseph goes to Japan. Tony Brown coaches the Highlanders. Tony Brown leaves Japan. Tony Brown coaches Japan. You see him taking over the head role? I think it probably depends on what happens at the World Cup this year, but potentially. Makes sense, doesn't it? It makes mm. sense because mm. Jamie Joseph has been the head coach and Tony Brown the assistant, so it makes sense that he, yeah. he then steps I th- I up think one. He goes, he takes over. Yeah, <laughs> I think Jamie's got that much money up in Japan. He he decides who goes in there and he, he says Tony Brown's your next coach. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, good point. Uh, the Panthers took a huge step towards their third minor premiership in four years with a 24-12 win over the Seagulls last night. The defending champs are riding a seven-game winning streak as they head into games with the Titans, the Eels and the Cowboys to round out the uh, regular season. Do you remember the old big downtown? Do you remember the downtown mm. kicking jewel? Have you ever seen that, is he, in rugby league? And then the and and the oh, right up until the late eighties used to be kicking jewels. So kicking jewels and legs. See, I don't. No, I've never seen any type of that. So the league. fullback, had, the fullback had catch the ball and he would just belt it back, and it'd be a kick. You know that game used to play force back, and it'd be kicking jewel, mate. Who could force each other back? Well, Manly came out and tried it last night. So it's gone down to Reuben Garrick, 
and he's decided to kick it straight back. The only problem is Penrith got scored a try. They ran through <laughs> oh, the defence. No. I was like, oh my God, what have you done? I, I actually thought it should have been pulled back for a shepherd, but um, Matt, look, Penrith, uh, uh, it was 12 all at half time. Penrith just looked like they're getting the job and got Mark here. He's unhappy. Was there a little bit of controversy from Mark? Because I didn't watch the game, Kempe. You watched it. Was there a little bit of something going on there? Oh, uh, yeah, they, but. The thing that I'd say, Mark, is that, you know, when you are at the top of the game, you do get the rub of the green. You know what I mean? Like, they they are so consistent about – it's like this – when you're consistently doing things wrong, they become normal. And Penrith are so consistent in what they do that referees miss a lot of the stuff. That one, if you go back and slow it down, remember that kicking duel where the winger um, gets the ball and heads back around the player and, and it gets shepherded, that should have been stopped and called back for a scrum or, or a penalty at least, you know. So um, I just, look, Penrith, I still thought they were better than the team. They're the best, they're a bit better than Manly last night by country mile. So they've got Titans, Eels, Cowboys to round that regular season. They don't lose one. They don't lose one. That's a 10 game winning streak going into the playoffs. And then they go to another, and this is what I was talking about um, with Sammy on running it straight. Then they change gears. That's the scary part. You know, people are saying Penrith and Brisbane are going so well at the moment. I think Brisbane are going pretty well that they can't change gears. I still see Penrith changing gears. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, man. There's some good teams going around in the uh, in the NRL at the moment. Uh, uh, boys, how about this for a story? Uh, Izzy, do you know who Billy Walters is? Billy Walters, heard that name. Yeah, famous American professional gambler. That's a big story. He's written a book. Okay, you see where this is going. Mm-hmm. In this book, he <laughs> says Phil Mickelson has bet more than a billion dollars on football, basketball, and baseball bets over the last three decades, and even allegedly attempted to place a four hundred thousand dollar bet on Team USA in the twenty twelve Ryder Cup in which he participated. Is it all in this new book called Gambler: The Secrets of a Life from a Life of Risk? Now, this was first reported yesterday. Uh, He said, I've got betting records and two very reliable sources to back this up. Uh, Mickelson, he said, made 858 bets of $220,000 and 1,115 bets of $110,000 between 2010 and 2014. He estimates Mickelson endured losses of approximately $100 million while betting more than a billion over the past three decades. (laughs) Oh... Why? Worry See, about I've your fifty rumors. bucks. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I've heard rumours about Phil Mickelson and 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 the the gambling escapades and what he's been doing. But mate, this is just this is the line in the sand, and this is this is plain and simple. He's guilty. This book. Where do we get it? Well, that's the thing. It's, it's coming out uh, towards the end of the year. So, oh, mate, uh, I'll say, I'll say that to Rick. Is he, it, if he's writing the book, he's obviously gone through the legal um, department before it's published and, and and got enough to say that it's actually true because you would never put, put that sort of sued. stuff out there. Yeah, you've got to have dead set evidence and get into 100 million. What has he won? Well, that's, good. that's, that's a, a great question. question. <laughs> How much has he won? <laughs> Has he won anything? If he's betting turnover of a billion and he's lost a uh, you know, hundred thousand, hundred million, hundred million, then you think he's won nine hundred million, wouldn't you? Well, no. I mean, I think he's bet a billion. Yeah, how do you and, think him and, and Michael Jordan nine hundred thousand back, nine hundred million back? How do you think him and Michael Jordan get on? Probably pretty well. 
Although I wouldn't want to play a game of golf with them. Talk about burglars, jeez. <laughs> That is ludicrous, bro. I can't. I can't take that. If you're Lefty Mickelson and you're playing and you're and you're playing a hundred grand a hole with uh, Michael Jordan, how many shots are you giving him? (sighs) Ten. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, you'd have to give him more than that, uh, wouldn't you? Nah, you play off the stick, mate. Pressure. Jordan loves pressure, mate. I, I can't. If you're playing money bets, you play off the stick, mate. You play off the stick. I don't give you any shot. You're not giving me any shots. We go off the stick. That's how we roll. Let's go. I reckon Jordan plays off scratch anyway. Probably, so you so. give no one. So let's get this right. Okay. So you, so the boys come down and play, and then they put a, you know, a little gorilla on the on the line, and you and you say it's off the stick, and you yeah, know, and you 100%. know they're they're 24 handicap. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Because 24, I've seen people off 24. Pa 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 pa. No. Not giving you a shot of 24 and you get a par, net, net birdie. No, no chance. Anyway, boys, sorry we got a bit sidetracked. You all good, Rick Dog? Oh, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. That was your uh, sports news headline. Thanks to trades and jersey, builders. Mate. Power your jersey. business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. <laughs> all right, love racing coming up. We'll see what Kempi can put a handy mill into.